Welcome to the Developing Leaders Impacting Kids podcast, a podcast all about sharing ideas, tips, and strategies to help you develop as a Kidman leader. Thanks for listening to today's episode, featuring a favorite presentation from one of our training experiences. To download today's show notes or to learn more about our certification program, training intensives, and institutes of children's ministry, visit our website, cogop.org children. I want to talk to you guys about how to make your children's ministry new family friendly. And, and I actually have recently have some experience um, being one of those new families at a church. Just a little bit really quickly about my background. Um, I've been in children's ministry now for almost 20 years, uh, 15 of those uh, at the local church level, uh, being the children's ministry director at a church or a programming director uh, at different churches or even a volunteer at churches. Um, and so I've been on the front lines for a long time. Uh, and then, as Kathy had just said, um, maybe about four or so years ago, God started doing this new thing in my life, and he called me out of the local church ministry into this new adventure where we're creating resources and training for children's ministries. Um, well, something new happened with us at that exact same time is, you know, we, we moved from the church that we were at and started looking for new churches. And it was the first time in my adult life that um, I went church shopping. And uh, I was excited about it, honestly, because it just, it felt so normal. It felt to us like it was what normal people do. Um, and so we were excited about it and it was really fun church shopping for about one weekend. Uh, and after that, it was like, oh my gosh, this isn't as fun as I thought it was going to be. This is actually um, very difficult. And in particular, it was difficult because we, at the time, we had three younger kids, three kids who were all around the elementary age. Um, and it really is very difficult to not only go to a new church uh, as an adult, but then to have those young kids in tow with you and, and having to help them navigate going to all these new places. And one of the things that I realized in the process of doing that is that being a new family in an unfamiliar church is like jumping into a hip hop class when you've been doing the cha-cha-cha for the past 10 years. Everybody seemingly knows the moves except for you. And to make matters worse, most churches don't do a very good job at teaching new families how the dance works. You kind of just jump in to the whole thing and you're left to sort of figure out uh, how, how it works. That's one of the things I don't think a lot of churches realize uh, is that your church has a particular way of doing things, but the church down the street doesn't. They do it in a totally different way. And so you have new families who are coming to your church and they, they might be used to doing things a particular way. And they've been doing those things that way for five years or eight years or 10 years. And suddenly uh, they're in a new, a new environment, a new church, and they're just trying to figure out how does it work? And so as a new family, um, from the moment you walk in to this new church, you have like a hundred questions. You're wondering, uh, where do my kids go? Do I have to register them? Where do I register them? How do I register them? Uh, do they start in the sanctuary with me and then they're dismissed during the service? Or do I take them straight to the Kidman room? Where is the Kidman room? Um, and most, most importantly, are those donuts for me? And uh, how many donuts is it socially acceptable to take? Um, at least I think that's one of my most important questions. That's what I'm always wondering. Um, at, at one of the churches we visited, 
Uh, and it was one of the churches that we eventually landed at. We finally figured out after walking in that our kids were supposed to begin service by worshiping with us in the sanctuary and, and they would be dismissed later on during announcement time. And once we got to the announcement time, uh, the person gave the announcements and, and then said, okay, at this point, you know, all the children are released to go to the children's ministry. Um, and every kid in that sanctuary, they all knew the moves. They knew the dance moves. And so instantly all the kids, they pop up and they start heading to one of two sets of doors on opposite sides of the sanctuary. And our kids just sort of looked at us and they were like, where do, where do we go? Like, which set of doors do we go through? And, and we looked at them and we're like, you know, I have no idea. Um, but it seemed like, you know, the taller kids were going to one set of doors and all the shorties were kind of going to the other set of doors. And so we figured, uh, you know, okay, you know, our older kids, why don't you guys go in that direction? And our, our youngest, why don't you go in that direction? And it was very difficult for me and for my wife as well to really concentrate during the sermon and to kind of listen because in the back of our head that whole time, we're just, we're wondering, are our kids okay? And so that's one of the things that's very difficult when you're a new parent going into these, these churches is you just, you do not know how things work and it can feel very uncomfortable when you walk into a new uh, situation like that. So one of the first realizations for, for me was that very, as we're visiting these churches, very few churches do the new family experience very well. And realization number two for me was when I was a Kidman director, I didn't do the new family experience well. I didn't understand what it was like to walk into a new church for the first time, into a children's ministry for the first time. I knew the dance moves at my church. I had helped create the dance moves at my church. And so sometimes when you've been at a church for so long or you're in a leadership position in that church, you know how the dance works and, and you just assume that everyone else does, but they don't. So one of the best things that you can do is if you have younger kids or grandkids, take a weekend away from your church um, and visit a different church with your family to see what it's like to be a new family. And oftentimes what will happen is, uh, you know, maybe you visit this new church and you're like, oh my gosh, they did it so well. And you'll walk away with so many different ideas about how you can make the new family experience better at your church. Or um, oftentimes you're gonna walk away and be like, that was tough. And I had no clue what was going on, but that's okay. Sometimes when you experience it in the negative, when you experience things that you don't like, you'll start to see ways that not only they could do it better, but you're gonna start to see ways that you can do it better as well. So get out of your own ministry context, even if it's just for a weekend and, and go away, visit another church with some kids and experience what it's like to be that new family for the very first time. You will walk away with so many new ideas. But in the meantime, I wanna share a few ideas with you. Um, here's idea number one for you on, on how to make your children's ministry more family friendly. Make it clear from the first moment where a new family should begin. That's the moment that is the most difficult for a new family. It's right when they walk in those, those front doors uh, and they've got to try to figure out what the heck is going on. So put yourself in the shoes of that new family, like almost as an imagination exercise. Think of yourself walking through the front doors 
of your church and imagine what you see there um, and put yourself in their shoes. You know, as those families are showing up, um, you have to remember they're pulling into an unfamiliar parking lot. Uh, they're walking into an unfamiliar building. They're surrounded by a sea of unfamiliar faces. They're walking into an unfamiliar sanctuary. sanctuary. Um, but in the meantime, they're trying to figure out what to do with their kids. So if you wanna make your new families feel comfortable, make it clear from that very first moment when they walk through the doors what they should do with their kids. Okay, like I said, imagine what it's like walking through the front doors of your church and ask yourself these questions. Um, is there a registration desk? Uh, is there any signage? Is the signage clearly visible? What does the signage say? Um, in short, would a family who is not familiar with your church have any idea where to go or what to do with their kids? All right, oftentimes uh, the answer is no. Um, new families don't. And I only know that because I've been to so many new churches with my family that I can tell you almost none of them, when I walked through the front doors, did I have any idea what to do with my kids or what direction to go or, or what the registration process was or where the registration desk was, okay? So ideally, the registration desk is easily visible from the front door with a large sign that says something like new families start here, okay? If that's not possible um, to have the registration desk right there in, in the lobby, make sure that there's clear signage directing families to the right place, okay? Signs should be obvious to a new family. Again, you have to think through the eyes of a new person who's walking through the doors and uh, they've never seen any of this. They're seeing everything for the first time. So sometimes a signage might be obvious to you, you know, because you are so familiar with your lobby, uh, you would know if somebody took a postage stamp and stuck it to the wall, you would notice that right away. But a new family doesn't notice that because uh, their eyes are attracted to everything. Everything is new for them. So my point in saying that is you might put up a sign that's directing families to the right place or to the registration desk. And that sign might be obvious to you because again, it's, it's new to you, but to that new family, it's not. That signage has to be big and it has to be bold and it has to be really obvious to get their attention. Um, you almost have to walk in to that lobby during service time and with your own eyes, look around and ask yourself, would that sign get your attention if you saw it? I was at a church just recently um, during uh, midweek, it was like on a Wednesday, and they had a big sign like that that was on the wall. I mean, it was like huge. And I thought, oh, that is, that's awesome. I don't know how anyone would ever miss that. But then I came back on that following Sunday when the lobby was filled with people and I realized that that sign is not obvious at all because the sign was too low. The sign was down at like, you know, like uh, chest level. And when that lobby was filled with people, you absolutely could not see the sign. So you almost have to walk out into that lobby on a weekend, on a Sunday morning, when it's filled with people and just sort of look at it and ask yourself, if, if I was new, if I was coming for the first time, um, would I know what to do? And if there's a sign up, would I be able to see that sign? So the sign has to be big, it has to be beautiful, make it professional, make it look good. And then ask yourself, is there a general info desk in the lobby? 
So maybe new families can be directed there um, instead of to the children's ministry desk. Because your children's ministry for some churches, it might be in the back corner of the church. That might be where the registration desk is. They might have to walk down a hallway and, and you know, through some rooms and, and to this place um, to find it. And if you can direct them there, fantastic. But if you already have some sort of a welcome desk or, or a, a new family um, info center in the lobby of the church, like a general church desk, then maybe you just have that desk kind of have a dual role. Um, and you could have somebody at that desk that you would direct new families to, and they can get the information about what to do with their kids, where to take them. They could maybe even register the new kids at that desk right there. Um, and another idea is just forget the registration desk altogether. A lot of people nowadays, they're doing some sort of an electronic registration, but the great thing is that you don't necessarily have to be tied down to a desktop computer or even to a laptop computer because nowadays um, you could give an iPad to a volunteer and have them greet new families in the lobby, which would make it really easy, um, especially easy for smaller churches. Some of you are from a really small church. Uh, you might get a new family in your church once, uh, once a month and you know immediately when that new family walks in because you don't recognize them. For bigger churches, it's a little bit more difficult because they might be having new families come all the time and there's lots of people there and they might not know everybody who is a regular attender at that church. So they don't instantly recognize a new person when they walk in. So you have to have a way of, of catching those people as soon as they walk through the door, whether it's with a sign or with, it, with uh, you know, having the registration right there at the, the front of the church, you have to have a way to let them know where they're supposed to go so they can connect with a real person and get the information that they need, okay? So that's, that's idea number one. Uh, make, make it clear from the first moment where a new family should begin, all right? Here's idea number two. Make the registration process as simple and as quick as can be. Okay. Again, imagine this. You're driving into a new church for the first time with a car full of kids. Uh, and those kids are full of questions and you make four wrong turns on the way to the church and you enter through the church's exit and you walk through the doors five minutes late and your nerves are frayed and all hopes of getting into that sanctuary on time are just dashed. Okay. You walk through the door. You're finally ready to sit down in the sanctuary. But first you have to register your kids. Now, a lot of churches have some sort of registration process. Not all of them do, but most of them do, which is good for security reasons and also for just getting the information you need to contact the parents if necessary. Um, but you have to recognize that when the parents show up for that first time, uh, oftentimes that registration process, it just it feels like a speed bump to them. It's, uh, it's something necessary. They know they have to do it but it's just kind of standing in the way of them being able to get where they want to go, where they need to go, which is into the sanctuary. And so uh, one of the things that you can do is to cut the fat in the form. Uh, consider the information that you're asking from those parents and ask yourself, is it absolutely necessary? And then trim the fat. You know, for example, you don't need to know their cat's social security number or their dog's next of kin. Okay, I know those are those are silly examples, but you just sort of have to go through the information that you're asking for and ask yourself, is it absolutely necessary 
that we get all that information. Uh, what some churches will do is they will only get the bare minimum of information when somebody visits for the first time, and they won't ask for the rest of the information uh, until they've visited for maybe three or four times when, when they know that this family is going to be coming to the church on a more regular basis. That way they're not getting all of this unnecessary information from a family that they already know they're never coming back because they're visiting from out of town or, or something like that. So cut the fat in the form. And remember, the person that you have at that registration desk or the person who is, who is greeting those people and getting that information from them, oftentimes we make that person an administrator, someone who's really good with details and forms and stuff like that, which um, that person needs to have some administrative chops. But more than that, you want somebody who has the gift of hospitality. In fact, I would say that position is two parts hospitality and one part administration. So just find that person who's really good with people who has a very um, warm and welcoming persona to them, all right? Idea number three, give new families a small info flyer that has a snapshot of what your Kidman is all about. When a new family visits your church, you really wanna highlight the quality of your children's ministry. You wanna let them know that uh, this is more than just babysitting. This is an opportunity for us to pour in spiritually, to pour into your kids. And you want them to know a little bit about your children's ministry. But when they're registering for that first time, you don't have that time to be able to tell them all the things that you want to about your children's ministry. And so one of the things you can do is um, create like an info flyer that you would hand to the parents when they first check in, when they first check their children in to the children's ministry um, and put on that info flyer all the information that you want them to know. Don't make the info flyer any bigger than like a quarter or a half sheet. You do not wanna make this too long. Remember, brevity is beautiful when it comes to this. Um, parents should be able to read this thing in like a minute or two while they're waiting for service to begin or, or while the offering plate is being passed around. And you want to include information on it like, you know, for example, just the basic stuff like your Kidman mission statement or some of your core values such as um, fun and safe and biblically rich or gospel centered, a short description of what happens over the course of an hour or things like um, just the basic safety info such as check-in and check-out procedures. Put that on that quarter sheet or that half sheet card for the parents to read so they can learn a little bit about your children's ministry um, during service time. So don't try to tell them everything, just the most important stuff. All right, idea number four, win over the kids by making it fun. It would be awesome if kids uh, were mature enough to say, I want to come back to this church for a second time because the church was like so gospel-centered or the teaching was just so rich and, and thick. But unfortunately, that's, that's not what attracts kids back. Kids want to do things that are fun. They don't want to do things that are not fun. So make your children's ministry as fun as you can so that when those kids leave, they're going to say to their parents, oh my gosh, I had so much fun when I was there. I have to come back to this. And then idea number five, identify new kids and make them feel welcome. Um, I recently went to a church because they wanted me to come and teach one of the, the Go curriculum lessons. Go curriculum is the curriculum that I create. 
Um, and they wanted to see me do it for the first time. So I was like, awesome, I wanna come and teach that. And I brought my youngest son with me. And uh, you know, I thought it was a great lesson and I thought it was taught very well. And there was a great reaction from all the kids. And afterwards I asked my son, I was like, you know, what did you think? Did you enjoy it? And I could see he was getting like really teary-eyed and he started crying and like he really, he broke down in tears. And after sort of pulling it out of him, I finally figured out it had nothing to do with the lesson. It had nothing to do with the games or the, the amount of fun. What it came down to is he didn't know anybody at the children's ministry. He felt really alone. And so it didn't matter to him how good the lesson was or how fun things were. Um, he wanted to have somebody that he was connected to. He needed relationship. And so one of the things you can do is come up with a way to identify new kids to the leaders in the room. Uh, it might mean like putting on a special sticker on their name tag or on their shirt so that the leaders in the room uh, know that they're new and then train the volunteers to welcome those new kids, like to come alongside of them and introduce themselves and to help connect those kids to other kids in the room. Um, and one last thing that you can do is you might have some kids in your children's ministry that are great leaders. Use those kids to create some sort of like a connection team where when you have new kids visit your children's ministry, you can take one of those kid connector kids and bring them alongside that new kid and, and almost be like their buddy for the service time. Um, so they feel comfortable during that time with your children's ministry. And it's a great opportunity to be able to raise up some leaders, some kid leaders within your children's ministry. Um, lastly, really quickly, just a, a, a quick resource that might help you guys. It's a little bit unrelated to making your children's ministry new family friendly. Uh, I have a giveaway called 30 Ways to Ask Kids What They Learned at Church Without Asking Them What They Learned at Church. That's one of the things that parents are always struggling with is they want to connect with their kids after church and sort of learn from them, hey, you know, what happened in the children's ministry? But, you know, you ask the kids, what did you learn? And they're like, oh, I don't know, or nothing. Um, when the truth is they do know, you just have to ask the right questions. So we have a free resource to help you do that, to ask the right questions. And you can find that um, on my blog at www.imdavidrausch.com. Can... Thanks for listening to today's episode. To download today's show notes or to learn more about our certification program, training intensives, and institutes of children's ministry, visit our website, cogop.org children.